Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Walk Home Podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Nielsen, and as always, so, so, so happy to have you here with me today. This is a show that comes out every other Monday, and we pretty much talk about anything and everything on this show. Tons of solo episodes, a lot of discussions with my wife, I bring on guests, experts, we touch on everything from health, wellness, yoga, spirituality, to starting a business, running a business, relationships, anything and everything in between. Please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Of course, that always helps with our visibility, so your support really means the world of us. Thank you so much for being here. Let's dive into the show. Look, I don't think it's any surprise that I am a yoga teacher. That is probably why many of you are here. You might have taken my classes online. I have classes on Aloe Moves. I have classes on my own app. And I have offered some live classes through Zoom, through Instagram Live, on Aloe Yoga's platform, all over the internet. You can find my classes. However, how many of you have practiced with me in person? I know there's not a whole lot of you because I only offer very limited opportunities to practice with me in person every year. And those opportunities are always with my retreat, Glow Yoga Retreats, which runs several times a year. So with Glow Yoga Retreats, I have retreats all over the world. Primarily, I've been hosting them in my own retreat center and my home in Nicaragua. However, I still continue to host them in other countries as well. Plus, I've started running my own teacher trainings. I am so excited to share my latest 300-hour teacher training. It's almost sold out. Maybe by the time you listen to this, it will be sold out. However, I do want to say, no matter what retreat you're interested in, even if it's sold out, please sign up for the waitlist. People always change their mind. Things happen. Plans change. Sign up for the waitlist, and there is still a very strong chance you will be able to join these events. All of the podcast listeners get a special discount on my retreats and on my teacher training. If you enter the code walk home, all one word, no spaces at checkout, you will save a hundred dollars on your booking on your tuition. All right. So that's walk home, all one word at glowyogaretreats.com. Purchasing any retreat, you get a hundred dollars off. Can't wait to meet you and hug you in person. All right, another super common, very frequently asked question, how do I choose a YTT? Look, I know that a lot of these yoga questions I can kind of extrapolate and apply to other parts of life or other industries as well for all of my non-yoga people listening. This one might be a little harder. It is very specific to yoga, but I do think, of course, it can be applied to just making a choice in your career move or making a choice in some sort of educational investment. So for those of you who don't know, YTT stands for Yoga Teacher Training. Saying that because anytime I say YTT, Alex is always like, what is that? I'm like, how do you not know by this point? Come on. All right, but anyways, so choosing a YTT. I always like to give this example of someone that was a part of my mentorship program because, first of all, I think that most of you will know this example by name. Not the student I had, but you'll see in a second, and it will just make a little bit more sense. So first things first, 
definitely budget, right? Different yoga teacher trainings cost a different amount. I'm not saying go with the cheapest one, okay? Because like many things, you kind of get what you pay for, right? Not always. I've gone to less expensive yoga teacher trainings and had a really good experience too. However, with more well-known named teachers, we, and I say we because I also do this, you know, you can kind of tack on an additional price for your name, for your brand, for your education, for your experience, for your time teaching. And for some people, you know, they are really attracted to a certain teacher, but the cost of their training is like $10,000. And they're like, I just, that's, that's going to be really difficult, if not impossible. So I always like to touch on the financial piece because I think it's super important. Don't put yourself in debt over this. Okay. And this is going to make even more sense with this example that I'm about to give. If you are someone that is not necessarily attracted to these bigger name, internationally recognized yoga teachers from the internet and all of that, but you go to a studio that you really like and your studio offers a yoga teacher training, highly recommend doing a training with someone or an institution or a studio, you know, a group that you are already attracted to rather than choosing one randomly because it's cheap or because of the location. I've talked about this before, but even just something as simple as voice, the sound of the voice. Imagine if you've never taken a class with this teacher, you show up for a month-long training, and then you realize you don't even like the sound of their voice. That's going to be brutal for you. So go somewhere with someone that you already resonate with, whether that is one specific teacher or whether that is the kind of community with that studio as a whole. Maybe you like multiple teachers at the studio, but you like the overall ethos and vibe of the studio. Cool. It can also be with a school of yoga for sure. If you know that you want to get certified in Ashtanga or Hatha or Iyengar, you can go through institutions that way as well. I would still recommend knowing something about the teacher who will be leading the training, making sure that you resonate with them at least a little bit, but hopefully a lot. Okay, so go where you are naturally attracted to. All right, so most of you have probably seen in my stories this new jewelry brand, Studio Dusa. I am obsessed with them. I feel like I just really, in a very lucky, serendipitous sort of way, stumbled upon them through looking at Instagram, through different jewelry bloggers, because I was trying to get some inspiration and picking out a wedding band for Alex. And I just really fell in love with their style because it was super dainty and I love that all of their jewelry is sustainable and eco-friendly. Of course, I'm a fan of that. So they use recycled gold. Their gemstones are ethical and totally traceable. Most of them come from Brazil. And when I learned about the ethos of the company, I really found that it resonated because one thing that's really important to them is that they believe that jewelry has this way of telling a story and really marking an important moment. So of course, when I'm looking for a wedding band, I want that to come through. I found the perfect wedding band for Alex, and then I noticed that they already followed me. So just to say, I paid full price for her wedding band as a customer. Then I reached out to them and asked them if they wanted to do any sort of collaboration together because it just seemed super aligned. Like I said, something that I already am going to spend full price on, use, and love is the best sort of collaboration or partnership that I can think of. 
So they sent me two pieces from their new collection and I am so obsessed with them. Both of them are aquamarine. So I got an aquamarine ring and an aquamarine necklace. Alex's birthstone is aquamarine. So I really wanted to incorporate a more fine piece of jewelry that had aquamarine into my aesthetic. And again, something kind of dainty and soft, but also still stunning and beautiful. Both the ring and the necklace do that 100%. I love it because I can wear them both all the time. I'm a pretty active person, so I didn't want something super bulky or heavy. It's also really versatile. It can go with just about everything. And ever since I shared them on Instagram, I had some people reach out to me and say, oh my gosh, I think I found my wedding band. Now that you tagged them, I'm so grateful. So then I reached back out to them and said, can my people get a discount code, please? And they said, of course. So... I have a discount code for you if you would like to also invest in some fine jewelry for you or your loved ones. Kayla10, that's K-A-Y-L-A 10, will save you 10% off through the month of August. 10% is a lot. That is a pretty sweet hookup. Like I want to use this discount code and buy Alex or myself something else again, honestly. Cannot recommend them enough. That's Studio Dusa. Discount code Kayla10 to save you 10% off your order. Now I'm going to shift to that example. Working with a mentorship student, she was telling me how she really wanted to join Dylan Werner's yoga teacher training. That's the person I said, all of you will probably know who this is, right? He's an incredible teacher, and I want to make that very clear. I think he's an incredible teacher, totally understand why he charges what he does for his trainings. Every teacher is within their own right to charge whatever the hell they want. I understand that he has a high price because he is extremely thorough. Those are his two trainings a year. He pours his whole heart and soul into them. He does the damn thing, right? His trainings also fill in a matter of minutes. It's incredible. Minutes. <laughs> so when you miss the registration, you really miss it, right? You're on the wait list. It's very unlikely that you will get off of the wait list into the training. And like I said, he does one 200 hour and one 300 hour a year. So if you missed it that year, you're waiting the next year. That was the situation she was in. She said, I missed it. I didn't get registered in time but I really feel ready to do a training. I don't know if I should wait until next year. So, you know, this is a specific example. I'm not saying this would happen to everyone, but you might be in a similar situation where you feel ready, but you don't know where to go. You don't know if you should wait. Maybe the person you already had your eye on, their training has passed because it is pretty common for teachers to do one, maybe two a year. It is a lot energetically as a teacher to lead to. I'm the same, I'm only doing one a year. <laughs> So we start talking about it and I'm asking her, I'm trying to pull this information out of her. Why Dylan? Specifically about him. What do you really admire? Why do you want to learn from him? So this can apply to any teacher or studio or institution that you are initially attracted to. Why specifically them? List the qualities that you like about them, both as a teacher and as a person. Right? So if it's more of an institution or an entire school of yoga, maybe it's less about them as a person because that's not really applicable, but their ethos or their philosophy as a whole. Right, So it's not just the teaching style, the sequencing, and that kind of nitty-gritty stuff, but also the more personal side of it. So the, both of the resonance points there is important to know. 
And when I'm pulling this information out of her, of course, there were some things, you know, he has a really strong asana practice. She feels like she's going to be able to learn things from him that she might not be able to learn from any teacher. Very true, right? Very true. His skill level is insane. So I also asked her about her skill level, you know? There's still quite a few teachers who had a skill level higher than hers, maybe lower than Dylan's. And I'm talking purely about physical skill level, what you are able to do with your body, right? So there's still plenty of teachers that she could take it to the next level with. Another thing that she realized while talking it out was that part of the reason she was attracted to this training, this was also, I believe it was 2020 or 2021, so we were still pretty deep in COVID times, is that his training was in Europe. I forget which country she lived in. I forget which country he did his training in, but it was easy in that sense. She was she knew she would be able to travel there. She wouldn't have to deal with the, the restrictions. And again, this is specific to COVID times, but location is a big part of it, right? Duration, the time length is a part of it in correlation with the location. So... <clears throat> You know, I'm sure if Dylan was teaching his in Bali and she lived in Europe and this was during COVID or just out of COVID, she would probably have more hesitation because she wouldn't know what if I can't even get into the country last minute and all of that kind of stuff. So a huge part of it was convenience and location, which then it's like, okay, if that's one of your main filters, why does it have to be specifically Dylan Werner, right? Again, nothing against him. He's an incredible teacher. She's also already vocalized. The price of his training is really high. She didn't know if it was fully in her budget. So if really your main filter of looking is you want to advance your asana practice and you want something that you know you can make it to during this travel restricted time, so somewhere in Europe, preferably, you know, some specific countries, she listed a few. Now we have options. Now we can look and see a lot of other people that also are more likely to be in your budget because they might not have that name attached to it, that name that comes with a price tag. Let's be real, it does. And because of that, she was able to find a yoga teacher training that felt fully aligned with her, felt super fulfilled after, as she told me, and was really happy with the choice that she made. So this is something I think that anyone can do. You're looking at the qualities that you like in them as a teacher, the qualities that you like in them as a person or overall ethos of the institution, overlaying that with things that you are really looking to achieve from this course, right? So I tell this to people who sign up for my 300 hour, for instance, this is a course for teachers. You have to have done your 200 hour, but beyond that, if you're not interested in teaching, You will not like this course. This is all about becoming a better teacher, less asana focus. Like, yes, we still are doing a lot of that in posture labs and breaking down modifications and how to use props, tons of that as well. But it's really through the lens of teaching rather than a personal practice because your teaching practice and your personal practice are different. They have overlapping qualities for sure, but they're different and they're different skills to hone in on. So I make that really clear. And, you know, a lot of other people also make it clear. This is really the purpose of the training. With a 200 hour, it can be a little bit unclear because it's kind of like taking your GE in college where you have to take a little bit of everything. It doesn't have as much of a singular focus. And there's a lot of people that take their 200 hour that are like, I don't know if I want to teach or I don't want to teach. I'm only wanting to deepen my practice, deepen my understanding of yoga. 
I was one of those people. (laughs) That was what I wanted. I had been practicing yoga already for, I don't know, 15 years or something, 16 years. And I wanted to go deeper. I didn't understand or, and maybe they did advertise this. Maybe they, I don't, I don't know. But the, the training that I chose was also heavily focused on teaching. Like it wasn't as much about deepening your personal practice as much as it was how to be a really clear, effective teacher. And then that ended up shifting my direction. And here we are, you know, now I'm teaching all the time. But I would say that is something to look for. Like what is the focus and the kind of goal of this training? Is this something that can be both where you can deepen your personal practice and become a really good teacher? And a lot of this will have to do again with the ethos of the teacher, with the focus of that teacher. If it's not clearly defined on their website or wherever they're advertising, ask them. And if they give you a wishy-washy answer and you specifically are looking for one answer or another, maybe that's an indicator to look somewhere else. So overlap those qualities that you enjoy about them as a teacher and as a person with your expectations of what you really want to get out of it. And then notice any other priorities that are coming up. Like I talked about location, duration of the training. My first 200 hour I did locally. I was living in Encinitas in California at the time. I did locally and I think it took three or four months. We met a few times a week. It wasn't a full-time intensive training. I'm super happy I did it this way, honestly especially 200 hour. That's the foundational work. A lot of new information. All of my 300 hours and 100 hours and all my extended education has all been destination where it is that intensive crammed into a month, crammed into 11 days, whatever it is, where it's like 12 hours a day, full on. But in my personality, my learning style, everything, I find I'm able to soak that in more easily because I had that strong foundation that I was able to integrate over a long period of time. So consider that about yourself. What is your style of learning, right? And weighing out the pros and cons. This will come with your own priority list. Do you want to go on a holiday and also get your yoga teacher training, right? That comes with a huge amount of flexibility, taking a month off of work because Most trainings will be about 12 hours a day. You cannot work at the same time. You cannot be working virtually. They take up your entire day. Whenever you're not in the class, you're usually eating and digesting, and then you're in class again. So you're taking a month off of work. That comes at a cost as well financially, so that's something to factor in. Obviously, you're paying for a plane ticket. That's something to factor in. However, the tuition usually covers your room, board, and food. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Usually it does. You know, so you're not paying for that side of things during that time. Are you going to rent out your house back at home for a month? Is that, are you also going to have to pay rent there but not live there? These are all things to consider. As opposed to something local that you're paying the cost of tuition, you are only paying for the education, right? So at least in mine, it didn't include any food. It didn't include any lodging. It was just the course itself. But I'm living at home. I'm still working my full-time job. I didn't have to take any time off of work. It was really geared towards people who were working. So we would meet in the evenings and then I think like one weekend day or something. I don't know. It was a long time ago. I don't remember the exact schedule. But it, it was specifically so people could work, you know, assuming that they had a relatively traditional kind of schedule with their work. And in that sense, you know, it was a little bit cheaper. It was still a really effective training. 
but I didn't get that holiday feel, right? It's not like I went to Bali and became a yoga teacher at the same time. So if you're looking for that, also consider how much time will I even get to be in Bali, right? I'm going to be in this experience for 12 hours a day. You're also probably going to become very bonded with the people that you go through the training with, whereas mine, we did a bit, but it what you know it 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 had it came with a lot more distance, as opposed to when you are intensively with people for twelve hours a day, that's going to do and bring up a lot. It's also going to test you more emotionally, right? So, mental health wise, check in: is that the best for me right now, or would it be better for me to kind of take it slow? These are things to consider: location and duration. Okay, so. I hope that that was helpful. These are the top priorities, in my opinion. Qualities as a teacher, qualities as a person, or ethos as an institution. Overlay that with your expectations of what you want to achieve out of this course. Why are you doing this course? Get super specific. If they are not specific, ask them. Who is this geared towards? This is what I'm looking for. Would this be a good fit for me? Ask for those clear answers. Consider your learning style. Do you want that intensive one-month crash course or do you want it to be a little bit more drawn out, right? Consider the cost, super important, and really factor in all of the costs, especially if you're doing something destination, flight, time off of work, leaving your place for a month, all of that, okay? These are all important things to consider and it will help you to at least funnel down funnel, funnel, funnel until you get to a pool of like, okay, I could do this or I could do this. But all of the choices that you have are within alignment. All of the choices that you have are something that you are initially attracted to. You're attracted to the teacher, the style, the studio, the school. You have that initial traction rather than just picking the cheapest one out of a hat. Okay. Let me know what you pick. I hope this is helpful. I will see you all next week. All right, my friends, you made it to the end of the show, so you know what to do. Please subscribe, rate, and review. This helps so much with growing the podcast and helping more people have access to these episodes that we put so much love and care into. If any part of this episode resonated with your friend or family member, loved one, please feel free to share it. As always, follow us on Instagram at the Walk Home Pod and follow me along on my Instagram at Kayla Ladd Nielsen. Both will share fun tips, tricks, and always provide a space for you to submit your topic and guest requests. I will see you all next Monday.